a lot of times we think that to be more productive, we need to add things to our life. Another routine, another habit, another app, etc. But actually the very opposite is true. If you want to add to your productivity, the best place to start is by first subtracting things from your life. I'll explain what I mean in today's episode. Welcome to the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. And I'm your host, Reagan Rose. Well, thanks guys for being with me for another episode. Thank you for listening. Um, this one's kind of cool, a little bit uh, philosophical in a way. And so I'm excited to share it with you. Um, I have a baby on the way, just a little personal update. Uh, any day now, it could come. So uh, if I miss a week, one of these weeks, you will know that that is why. But hopefully I can get this one out and published to you before my little baby girl joins us in this world. So please be praying for me and for my wife and for my little soon to meet baby, uh, if you will. I would really appreciate that. Also, extra special thank you to the Patreon supporters. You guys make this possible. I really appreciate you. For as little as three bucks a month, you can also help fund this podcast while also receiving from me exclusive updates and some extra little goodies. Uh, so if you're interested in helping support the podcast, check out patreon.com slash redeemingprod. There'll be a link in the description. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the concept behind the Latin phrase via negativa and why this philosophy of improving by removing actually can have really, really great effects in almost every area of life. So we'll look at the concept itself, why it works. Uh, we'll examine uh, whether it has biblical warrant or not for Christians to employ this in their lives. And then at the end, we're going to talk about some very, very specific ways you could employ via negativa in your life to improve your productivity, improve your stewardship, and just overall have a little bit more peace of mind. So via negativa is this Latin phrase that means the way of negation or the negative path. And you might think, well, what on earth? Why are we talking about Latin? Why, uh, <laughs> why would I want to take a negative path? Uh, but it actually in philosophy and theology, it's used as a really helpful way of describing basically indescribable. And so when we're talking about who God is or theology proper, that's the, the aspect of Christian theology where we talk about the nature of God and his attributes, we'll employ via negativa to describe things that we really can't describe as finite creatures in the positive because we have no referent for them. And so we'll use words like infinite, immutable, or ineffable, which are actually negative terms. They're describing what God is not because we can't, it's hard for us to say in the positive, something is infinite, right? When you say infinite, you're saying it is not finite. It goes on forever, but it's hard for us to wrap our heads around it. And so we'll describe it in the negative. Uh, in his book, None Greater, uh, theologian Matthew Barrett describes via negativa this way. He says, it's asserting something true about God by denying something that's false about him. So when we want to say that God is not mutable or that he does not change, we simply say he is immutable. See, it's, it's a negative description to try to help us understand a little bit better about who God is. And once you understand what via negativa is, you start noticing it everywhere in how you talk about God or how you read about him in um, books. So words like infinite, immutable, ineffable, like I mentioned, but even the word perfect 
is technically a negative term. Uh, this is actually said by the theologian Thomas Aquinas. He said that the term perfect is understanding God by negation because by perfect, what do we mean? We mean lacking nothing. So we're describing a negative of a negative to try to wrap our heads around God. And what are we negating? Well, Barrett says essentially what we're doing is we're negating, uh, we're identifying all those things in God that are creaturely and thus not divine and saying God is not this. So all these, these um, finite aspects of creatureliness, God is not those things. And so what's left in our conception of God is just divinity. And so it's addition by subtraction. You understand God better when you take away those things that are not true about God. That's via negativa. That's the way of negation as applied to theology. But I'm not going to do a whole episode about theology uh, proper about God. That's I would love to, but that's not what this podcast is about. I want to talk about another way that via negativa is employed and this is done not even in Christian circles typically, but in the self-improvement world. People will talk about via negativa, use the same phrase to refer to basically a philosophy of improving by removing, right? Making yourself better, making even a, they'll talk, they'll talk about it in terms of systems thinking, even improving an organization or a machine by removing complexity so that it actually gets better. And I want to look at how we could imply via negativa to our own lives to uh, make more room for productive things, uh, remove ourselves from things that are sinful or um, even just distracting. And I think this is very, very helpful. Uh, It's been helpful for me as I've been thinking about this over the past several months. So I wanted to share with you. So improving by removing, we're talking about via negativa. Uh, what are some examples we could think of? Well, one is you see this expressed in a term you'll hear in the medical world. They'll say uh, this aphorism, they'll say an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of cure. So again, an ounce of prevention on one side, that's more valuable, even though it's lighter than a pound of cure, which is heavier. And the point of that aphorism is basically it's better to stop something before it becomes a problem and you have to do a medical intervention. Uh, so it's it's better to prevent something than to try and cure it, essentially. So it's better to stop smoking before you get lung cancer than to get lung cancer and then go through chemo, right? Uh, or it's better to stop eating a bunch of sugar before you get diabetic and have to have medical in- interventions to help you with your diabetes. So prevention is better. That's, that's one way via negativa is employed uh, in medicine. But applied to the world of self-improvement, uh, it's basically this hypothesis that the, the best first step you could take is not by adding something new, but removing something bad. So you could see this um, in habits, right? It's better to remove a bad habit than trying to add a bunch of good ones. And there's several reasons. I'll explain in just a minute why it's actually better. If you're going to take a first step towards, say, um, becoming more uh, consistent in studying your Bible each morning, the best first step is not to, is not to come up with a Bible reading plan. It's to figure out what are the things standing in my way of 
getting up and doing that. Like maybe my, I'm not waking up early enough or I'm staying up too late, right? There's a negative I could remove. Or maybe the problem is that in the morning I take my phone out and scroll social media for hours instead of reading the Bible, right? If you remove those things first, that's a better first step than trying to add to the already complex system of your morning. Now I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to talk more specifics at the end, but I want to explain the concept a little deeper first. So I think about it like this. If you wanted to remodel a house, you wouldn't just start construction, right? If you wanted to remodel a kitchen, for example, you wouldn't just bring in a fridge and slam it into the old fridge and try to cram it in the corner. You wouldn't bring in cabinets and just build them over top of the old ones. No, you have to do demo first. Demo day with Chip and Joanna Gaines. You got to do that to your life. You have to demolish the bad stuff before you can make room for the good stuff. That's the concept, basically. So we need to get rid of those old habits. We need to get rid of those things that are distracting us so that we can do more productive stuff. Don't start by adding. Start by removing. So why does via negativa work? This is, I I think, helpful. If you can understand the concept at sort of like a high level, then you'll see how it can really pervade every area of life, not just personal productivity, but even um, your work or if you have some role in leadership or you oversee um, even any sort of system. Like even if you worked in IT, this, this concept is very, very helpful to understand that a complex system is better if you can remove any extraneous complexity or if you can remove the negatives in the system and try instead of trying to overcome them with other positives. I make all these like IT and like coding analogies in here and I don't know how helpful those are to people, but that's like how my brain thinks about it. Like if you have a bad uh, piece of code, instead of like trying to write a whole bunch of new stuff to counteract a bug that you'd written into the code on accident, what you should do is refactor, rewrite that piece of code and make it so it doesn't have that bug to begin with. Because when you introduce more complexity into a system, you introduce more opportunities for problems. And that's actually true even in your own personal life. So the reason via negativa works is because first, it's easier to identify the things that contribute negatively to a system than it is to know for certain the things you add would actually be helpful. Um, Nassim Taleb, uh, he describes via negativa as the principle that we know what is wrong with more clarity than what is right, and that knowledge grows by subtraction. And so a good example would be, say you have a car and it's got low tire pressure, and you keep filling up the tires, but they keep going back down by the end of the day. And so your car is going slower. If your car is going slow, it's really a lot easier and and probably cheaper to replace those leaky tires, get rid of the negative in the system than it is to overhaul the engine or add NOS or do something say, well, my car is going slow. Let me add a bunch of things so it'll go faster. No, you need to remove the problem in the system. That's the best place to start. And then only later you can add those extra things. Because what would the problem be? Well, if you added a bunch of speed to a car that had tires that were leaking all the time, you're all you're doing is upping your chances of having a blowout of those tires or crashing or something much worse. So it's better to remove the bad from the system before you start adding more good things to it and increase the complexity. So the same is true in our life. It's very easy for us to identify 
where the problems are. In fact, if I asked you, um, why aren't you more productive? You could probably right off the bat name a handful of distractions or time wasters that are in your way. Uh, and that'd be easy for you because those are very obvious. Whereas if I asked you, what's the be- what's the one thing you could do that would be best to improve your productivity? What could you add to improve your productivity? You might have some ideas, but you don't actually know what the single best idea is until you try some different things and test them. So start with where you know the problems are. Second, Via Negativa works because it simplifies the system. Complex systems are more prone to problems, especially once you begin adding more complexity to them. So if you have a simple schedule for your life, it's easier to add things to it and say, oh, yeah, I can grab coffee with you without looking at your calendar or something. Whereas if you have a very complex schedule, a very complex calendar, you could very easily make the mistake of double booking yourself or being at the wrong place at the wrong time because you got them flip-flopped in your mind. Returning again to the medical analogy I gave earlier, prevention is better than intervention because intervention has the potential to introduce more problems. Right, So preventative medicine is going to be better, taking your vitamins every day, being active, whatever it takes to, to prevent yourself from being sick, is better than intervention, having you need like a surgery or something. Why? Well, one reason is medical error is actually the third leading cause of death in the United States. Did you know that? The third leading cause of death is medical error. People, a doctor trying to help you and accidentally killing you. Bummer. So we want to prevent intervention because that can lead that adds complexity and complexity leads to more errors so again i know i'm talking kind of high level philosophical stuff but i'm going to bring it down in just a second and try to talk about it more practically and the third reason via negativa works in the realm of self-improvement or personal productivity is because really most of what we're dealing when we talk about personal productivity most of what we're dealing with is the allocation of time which is a finite resource so it's a fixed pie you have 24 hours in a day so via negativa helps us approach that because it accepts and acknowledges that you only have so much time and the only way to uh, make more of the time you're given is by removing things so that you can add things that are more helpful and productive Uh, for example you can add um, a little bit more productivity by sleeping less but that really you can only make small gains with that because eventually that's going to come back to bite you uh, when you crash from not getting enough sleep. So we really need to free up more time to reallocate it. So negation is the first and best step we can take if we're trying to redeem the time. You ha- to redeem it, you have to buy it back. That's what redeem means. So uh, I'm talking about Ephesians uh, 5, 15, 16. And it, the Apostle Paul tells us to redeem the time for the days are evil. That means buying it back. So it means reallocating the time. You have to buy it back and then reallocate it to better uh, endeavors, things that more tend towards good stewardship and eternal reward, as we talked about last week. Now, before we get into a little bit more of the practical stuff, I want to answer this question. You might be wondering, is this way of thinking even biblical? Uh, I've quoted some secular philosophers throughout this, um, and you might be wondering, is this something that we're just kind of trying to borrow from the secular world? 
or is it biblical? Well, I think the, that it is biblical. I'll show you in a second. But I think that the reason that secular philosophers, secular people observe this to be true is it's just basically a truth that's true about life for everybody. It's almost proverbial. It is. You could find something like this in the Proverbs. That it's, it's better to remove than to add, right? It's, it's a very simple concept that seems to be true across the board. But what's really cool is you actually see uh, hints at it in the scriptures too. Uh, the biggest one I think is from our Lord in John 15, when he's talking about fruitfulness. Now I've talked about this in previous episodes and I hope to do a deeper dive on this subject at some point. But when I talk about Christian productivity, I really am describing what Jesus called fruitfulness or bearing fruit. Uh, we want to be productive in making more of those things, those works that please God. And so when Jesus talks about, use the analogy of a vine that produces fruit, uh, he actually employs what we might call via negativa. He says in John 15 too, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he will take away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So Jesus talks about the pruning of the vine that it bears more fruit. And so what this analogy is referring to is those people who are in him, those who are in Christ that are connected to the true vine, we will bear fruit. And as we bear fruit, Jesus says that he will prune us so that we bear even more fruit. And that's what we want. We want to be more fruitful. And so our Lord does this in different ways. He does this through trials, but other sovereignly appointed means as well. He will grow us so that we are more productive in those good works which please him. And pruning is a way of uh, negation, isn't it? If you've ever grown a plant before and you've pruned it, especially a fruit-bearing plant, you know that you're basically cutting stuff off of it that's extraneous, that is not going to tend towards further fruit production. That's exactly what we're doing with the via negativa. We're trying to remove from our lives those things that do not make us fruitful for God's glory. What are the distractions? What are the sins? What are the things holding us back from being as productive and as good of a stewards as we could be with these lives for God's glory? Let's remove those. Uh, second, you also see a similar concept in uh, Hebrews 12.1. It talks about laying aside every encumbrance. Uh, the author says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Again, I think I quoted this in the last episode, but it's the way of negation. What are you doing? If you want to go faster, he's not saying, uh, you know, get your, your better shoes on. Well, he's saying that if you want to run faster, this Christian race, you need to remove things from yourself, lay aside every encumbrance, every sin that clings so closely. And this is what it looks like in a Christian's life when you employ via negativa. You are eliminating those besetting sins, even the opportunity to do them, and you are uh, removing other encumbrances. What are the distractions? What are the things holding you back so that you can be as pruned, as honed, as fit to run this race as you possibly can be? So I do think that this 
way of thinking is biblical. That's just a couple examples. You know, the the example of the the vine being pruned, of laying aside every encumbrance, and as I mentioned earlier, the concept of redeeming the time that you have to buy back time from something to reemploy it to better use. So I do think that that this concept of via negativa is biblical. I do think that it also works tremendously, tremendously well. And so I want to turn here at the end of this episode to talk about the practicals. How do you effectively employ via negativa in your own life? If you want to grow as a Christian, if you want to be more fruitful for God's glory, which I hope that you do, this is kind of some suggestions about how you could do that by removing things, improving by removing. So let's turn here now to how we could effectively and practically employ via negativa in our own lives as Christians. And I think that you should, because I think that if you want to grow as a believer, I think that if you want to be more fruitful, a great place to start is by self-pruning, we'll call it. That's what I should have named this episode, self-pruning. That kind of is an opaque title. People probably wouldn't have known what I meant by it. Um, so yeah, you'll find yourself, if you're trying to become more fruitful, you'll find yourself often trying to add more. And I think that if the concept I've explained before, previously to this make any sense to you, it should be clear by now that that is not the best place to start. You will add things. You will add habits. You will add a morning routine. You will do those kind of things, but you need to start by removing stuff. Uh, You will gain in the beginning more by subtraction than by addition. So let me just give you a handful of different ways that you could practically employ via negativa in your own life. The first one would be changing your environment. Um, You know, Oftentimes, our environment has way more effect on our habits, on our routines than we even realize. So one of the best things you can do is manage your environment to remove temptations and distractions from yourself. So get rid of the video game console. If there's stuff that is distracting or even even sinful websites that you find yourself visiting, add website blockers, remove the temptation, change up your environment to best tend towards productivity. Don't add things, start by removing things. Second, uh, in effectively employing be negative in your life is say no to things that aren't moving you toward your goals or are adding unnecessary complexity. Uh, This can be really hard and it can require disappointing people. Um, This is something I've been trying to get better and better at. I am I can't remember a time in my life when I wasn't overextended and spread too thin because I just say yes to everything. I've talked about this before. Saying no to things that are extraneous to your main mission in life is via negativa, in action. And it will provide the space and the margin that you need to pursue those things that God's made you to do. Uh, sometimes you have to say no to yourself or, you know, they talk about this in the writing world as killing your darlings, where you have like maybe a paragraph you've written in something that is just so great. You think it's great prose, but it distracts from the storyline. You need to kill that thing, get it out of there, nuke it into oblivion so that you have a better end product. It's via negativa in action. So saying no to others and often saying no to yourself. An example of this is uh, actually in how I do redeem productivity is I uh, stopped doing, I blogged weekly for a long, 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 long time, uh, but I stopped doing it because I realized that even though I enjoyed it, it wasn't really getting me towards my goal of developing a bigger following for redeeming productivity. 
and the doing a podcast and even adding video was much more received and much people enjoyed that much more it seemed like than the writing stuff and so i only write from time to time now even though writing is my favorite thing to do i had to refocus and say what am i trying to do i'm trying to reach more people with this teaching this talking about uh, productivity from a christian standpoint these methods seem more effective so this one is going to have to be set aside and that's just what you have to do you have to remove and what's that done well it's opened up more time for me to add video elements uh to do additional little side projects and things like that it was the right decision but it was hard third add friction to unproductive activities and so a good example of this is uh, if you are trying to control your weight or something, um, don't keep snack food in the house. That's classic advice. If you have snack food in the house, you're going to eat it. Obviously, you can go to the store, but going to the store requires um, changing out of your Cheeto dust covered sweatpants into something acceptable, getting in the car, driving all the way over that. Eh, who wants to do that? You've added friction to help you beat the temptation. It's kind of related to the change your environment thing in some ways, but you're just kind of adding barriers for yourself. I was reading a book uh, the other day and it was about like personal finance and stuff. And he was talking about people that struggle with spending too much on credit cards that he had known some people who froze their credit card in a block of ice. So, uh, you know, Dave Ramsey, this wasn't a Dave Ramsey book, Dave Ramsey, you know, his classic thing is cut up your credit cards, you know, shred them. So you don't even have them anymore. Um, well, this is kind of like a middle way. This is instead of changing your environment, this is adding friction to your environment where this person had a credit card, but it was literally frozen in a block of ice in their freezer. So the only way for them to use it was to bring it out of the freezer and let it melt. Uh, so that they could use it. And hopefully by the time it started melting, they'd realize, what am I doing? I don't actually want to buy this thing on the credit card. They've added friction. Another good example and a practical one I recommend is screen time access. If you find that you're engaging in way too much unproductive uh, activities on your phone, like, um, like you're doing too much social media or things like that, uh, iOS, and I think that there's ways to do this on Android as well, you can actually uh, set limits for yourself. And so you could say, I only want to be on social media for half an hour each day. And it will cut you off at those times. And it's ruthless. And the only way to undo it is to get the password uh, and type it in. And so what you could do if you wanted to add friction to those distracting things is set some limits on yourself and give the password to someone else, maybe to a spouse or a friend. And so if you really, really, really need to get on Twitter, you have to call and explain to someone why you need more than 30 minutes uh, on your phone that day. My fourth suggestion for employing via negativa in your life is that when you feel the temptation to add a new habit or a new practice uh, or even a new app to your life, Train yourself to pause and evaluate what things you could eliminate first. Um, say you want to add exercise or add prayer or add you know, more sleep or add appointments or add tasks or whatever to your life. You need to remember that you're working with a finite resource of time. You're working with a finite resource of energy, um, even working with a finite resource of money. And train yourself to first think, what can I remove before I start adding things. Because oftentimes, as we've been saying, when you remove things, you get much more bang for your buck. I found that the simple act of leaving my phone in the bedroom 
before I wake up and start my morning routine has made me probably 10 times more effective than all of the specific uh, items that I've added to my morning routine. Right. So I wake up very, very early and I read my Bible. I pray. I exercise usually. And I work on some project, usually something to do with redeeming productivity. And that oftentimes would get kind of waylaid by the fact that I'd get stuck in this mode of scrolling my phone. And so instead of trying to add more things to my routine, I stepped back and I said, what if I just took the phone out of the equation? And so that's what I did. I removed the phone. I left it in the bedroom. So I come down to my little work area and I get stuff done. And it's made me way more consistent in reading the Bible, way more consistent in exercising, way more consistent in everything, much more than adding like more alarms or reminders or like a bigger to-do list, right? I removed and it made margin for me to actually do Uh, more. Another example would be um, with like health or weight loss. Um, Intermittent fasting has become kind of a popular thing. It's an interesting via negativa sort, sort of activity. Instead of adding, just adding more exercise or adding a really complex diet that's hard to remember, people just restrict their eating to a certain small window of time during the day. I think like eight hours is the most common one. And so by skipping breakfast and making sure you don't eat again after dinner, you can lose a bunch of weight where you have actually not added anything to your life. You've just removed things. You just took away a meal. And it's very easy to keep up with because it's so low complexity. And in fact, it has the double advantage of you've eliminated a meal from your life so you can do other things as well. And you even have more energy in the morning. So that is a via negativa inaction with with intermittent fasting. And the fifth and final example I'll give you of how to employ via negativa in your own life is use via negativa to avoid adding things that will become negatives later. And so we're talking mostly here about removing negative things that are distractions or sins or time wasters from our lives so that we have more room to do productive things. But uh, you can always be adding negative things. And so we need to train our minds to avoid uh, adding things to our lives that will become negatives later. And I experienced this in kind of a somewhat different realm when my wife and I lived in an RV. So if you're interested in that story earlier on in this podcast, uh, I think one of the early episodes, maybe somewhere you know, one through 20, there's an episode about the story about my wife and I living in an RV for four years if you're interested. When we did this, obviously we didn't have a lot of space. And so we had to become very, very selective about the items that we added to our little home on wheels. So that made me learn this mindset of if I wanted to buy something, I had to ask myself, where's this going to go? Or What am I going to get rid of so I can actually have room for this thing? Because when I bring it home, there's not a spot for this. And that has stuck with me. And it's created in me an aversion to adding more items to my life and almost like um, an inherent minimalism because I don't want to add clutter if I know there's not room for it. And so, and conversely, it's actually created sort of this giddiness and this joy for me when I get to remove things. I like to get rid of things. I like when things go away because I feel a little bit more peace, a little bit less clutter in my life, more room for the good. 
So via negativa, it's not just a way of eliminating bad practices. It's actually a heuristic for avoiding bad choices to begin with, because when you are pruned, when you're focused on being a fruit bearing member of the body of Christ, you don't have room for extra baggage. You don't have room for little uh, leaves and little shoots coming off of you that aren't doing anything. And so you want to be sleek. You want to remove those things and you don't want to add more negative to your life, but it has to become a mindset. And that's really kind of the big takeaway from all of this is it's got to be a mindset. It's got to be a way of looking at the world. And that's why I spent so much time talking about kind of the philosophical high level stuff of it instead of just the practicals, because this applies across the board to so much of life. You have to really let it sink down as almost like a mental model for you uh, to use it effectively instead of just trying to grab one or two specific examples and employ them in your life. And so let me just to oversimplify it at the end, here's the big takeaway. Keep it simple. Complexity is the enemy of productivity. I have tried and tried and tried to allocate my time to a billion different projects in a billion different ways and slice it up into 15 minute chunks, but it always ends up having diminishing returns. Focus is so much more helpful. And even in the short term, if you can eliminate uh, even just the quantity of different things you're doing, and especially eliminate the things that are not contributing to the goals you have or the productivity or the fruitfulness in your life, remove them and you will find that Via Negativa will help you bear those sweet, sweet fruits. So let me put it this way to you. Maybe the thing that's holding you back from being more productive is not something you need to start doing, but actually something you need to stop doing. How much more time and energy and focus would we have to be fruitful for the Lord and do God-honoring labor if we removed things like untempered social media consumption? or that besetting sin in your life, or perfectionism, or uh, video games, or jealousy, or sugar from your diet, or any number of things. How much more productive could we be if we got rid of the things that were messing up the systems in our life? I think it's a great place to start, and I, I think it's very obvious that that is where we should start. Be a negativa. It's improving by removing. Maybe stop and think about what are some of the things in your life that if you could eliminate them, it would open up the opportunity to be more effective. In fact, let me give you a little challenge. Take a moment today, write down what comes to mind when I ask you this question. What is the one thing that I could remove from my life that will make me more productive overall? I would bet that something has already jumped to your mind as soon as I asked that question. So I would challenge you, remove it. Ask the Lord for help and then see how he uses you as a pruned vine to bear even more fruit for him, for your good and for his glory. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening this week. It is my joy to get to bring this stuff to you. And listen, if after you have gone through some of this via negativa stuff and eliminated some bad from your life, if you're interested in developing a better morning routine, head over to redeemingproductivity.com slash newsletter. When you sign up for my newsletter, not only do you get an awesome packed full newsletter of tips and links from around the web and quotes and things that will help you be more productive as a Christian, 
When you first sign up for it, you also get access to my morning routine planner. It's just a free little downloadable PDF I put together that will walk you through the steps of planning an effective morning routine so that every day you wake up, you do the things that put you closer to the Lord and closer to your goals. So check that out at redeemingproductivity.com slash newsletter. When you sign up, I email you the PDF right after that. Check it out. All right, guys, that's all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you again here next week. But until I do remember this, in whatever you do, do it well and do it all to the glory of God. Mm -hmm.